0: And we are back This is Mika, your host of The Daily Show Pink Apologies for the past few days It's not really been a daily show But um, Life During the pandemic is quite A bit more Rigorous than I would like it to be So Sometimes we just Like shit happens Anyway This episode is about no- What's the What's the noun for like nomadic Nomanticism? Like, the okay, travel and creatives, let's put it that way. What is up, people? These are stories from a writer, poet, and watch collector. That's me. My name is Mika. And this episode, like I said, is about travel. For some reason, uh, lifestyle travel is often associated with creative people. Um, I haven't told this story before. But back when I was in college, I was in college for a brief period. I graduated in about a year, actually, with honors, because I was just that good. No, just kidding. I dropped out after nine months. But when I was in college for a short time, one of my professors had been couch-serving for many years. I guess it's like glorified couch-serving. She was staying with friends and shit. So it wasn't like she didn't have a job and all that. Obviously, she was a university professor, but um, she'd been doing that, I think, I can't remember, but it was more than 10 years i think at least and she lived in so many different countries that she never felt the need to settle i think she said when she was a kid before graduating high school she moved a grand total of 60 times so that's like you, you stay in one place for like a few months and that's a bit uh that's a bit much and at first when i heard this story i was confused but after a while it started to make sense, this was like the first um, this was the era where I started to really get acquainted with travel because at the time I was in a place where I was getting used to the concept of travel myself, I've always been in a bit of a well not a bit, I've been in a privileged spot my whole life, let's put it that way and so travel was always on our plate as family I've been to all kinds of different countries all kinds of met all kinds of different people, interacted with so many different cultures. But that was a period where I moved permanently to a completely different country, literally opposite, on the opposite side of the planet. So I was like, you know, all these differences were fresh in my mind. And I was really starting to try and get my my handle around, that doesn't make any sense. I was trying to grasp the concept of traveling in my head. And at this point, when I heard this story, I was like, hmm, that's weird. It seems to be, there seems to be like a link between people who travel and people who are creative in some sense. See, not having a fixed place can be very daunting for a lot of us, but for some of us it's natural. And it might be a bit difficult to understand if that's not you, if you really enjoy your space and having a safe spot and having home and all that. But the key to thriving under nomadic circumstances is your childhood. Like I said, with that professor, she moved like 60 times when she was a kid. So obviously she grew up under the impression that nothing is really fixed. And like my room can change tomorrow. And I'm gonna meet new people and I'm gonna leave all my friends behind and all that good stuff all the time. Maybe for her parents, if they weren't traveling when they were kids, it would have been harder. But the point is if you're used to it from a young age, it really does make a big difference. I do hear stories of for example, like there's YouTubers, right, who stay in the same small town in like rural Ohio for like 25 years of their life and then one day they decide fuck it I've worked at this bank for like three years I've saved up enough money I'm just gonna travel to Bali book a one-way ticket and let the world take me where it wants to take me and some people really do enjoy that but I'd like to stress at this point that that is not normal that is a very rare exception typically if you if you stay and grow up in one place for so long most people would get comfortable with it and not really like to be outside even for me i've been traveling my whole life pretty much every year since i was like six to a different country and i've been to all over australia like australia is a huge place but i've been to all of it new zealand is also huge i've been to all of it germany singapore hong kong um, ireland paris all kinds of different places, I've been to all of it before, and I'm just 20 right now, so it's, it's not like I've just been staying in the same place, but I grew up in Malaysia, and I've stayed here permanently, like my home officially address is here, and it has been here for like more than 18 years, and yet, still, I'm not really that big of a fan of traveling to different countries you really need to start early and you need to start early right so i get it i get it when people say um travel is scary and it's not for you or whatever but you can't deny that there's some aspect of travel linked to creativity and that's what this podcast is about right it's just giving you stories from the life of someone who uh, is creative or is in a creative line of work i'm a writer poet and watch collector because usually, creativity is kind of blocked off to everyone who doesn't really understand it. If you're on the outside looking in, it doesn't really look like you understand like, what's going on. So this podcast is about it's about giving an inside look. And this is one of those insights looks. Travel or nomadicism, as I call it, is linked to creativity somehow. In particular i guess some types of creativity are more suited for travel it's more it's more linked to some types for for instance my creation is very spontaneous it's not deliberate and it's best fostered by constant stimulation in other words i need quite a lot of change to stay inspired i don't really do well with the whole routine thing there is a lot of repeatability in my life someone just rang the doorbell i hope you didn't hear that But there is a lot of repeatability in my life, but it's not much compared to what, like in the long term, if you pan out, there's a lot that changes, very much so, and I'm very comfortable with it. In fact, I need it. Besides, I guess for me, there's a very strong negative association with being fixed in place, being home, being trapped. For reasons that you can probably hear in the background now. It's like chaos out there. But <laughs> um, that's why, I guess, a combination of... It, it, it depends on what type of creating you do. But depending on what type of creating you do, it you can be quite naturally predisposed to travel, to <laughs> nomadism. I gotta stop saying that word. It's really annoying. So I guess over time, as I realized... as I became more aware of how I create and how I create best I developed my own version of the nomadic dream so let me just give you like a glimpse of one of the aspects right I have very dumb ideas sometimes one of those dumb ideas is sitting on my wrist right now it's a Rolex Datejust in rose gold and steel it costs way too much, <laughs> and it's, really not that, it, it's pretty pointless, it's a pretty pointless use of money because it's a watch, it tells the time, and it's just the time, it's not one of the, well, I guess the time and date, but that's sitting on my phone, ready to go all the time. So it's pretty pointless, and even if I wanted a watch that I can wear, I could just get one for like $10 right, on Amazon. But there we go, instead of spending $10, I spent 100 times that much on a watch actually no it's a thousand times more than that geez okay well the point is i have very dumb decisions i have very dumb ideas sometimes and one of those dumb ideas is related to travel i'm not gonna say it. i was gonna say nomadicism again but i didn't say it. so just give just to give you a bit of context on my life um i live in my childhood home right now with my sister and my two parents my sister is going to college in roughly two years, and hence she is moving to a different country. That's pretty normal around here, by the way. We're all Malaysians. I'm in Malaysia. And pretty much, if you're rich enough, you get the hell out of the country for college in Malaysia. That's just part of the culture. I'm not sure. It's not, it's not really normal, I guess, if you are American listening to this. But that's pretty much norm for us. If you can, you get the hell out. So my sister is going to be um, leaving home in about two years. I sure as fuck am not staying here, because the only reason I'm here really is because of her and my cat. I really do not like being at home. Uh, Like I said before, it's just not a very pleasant place to be. And for those of you who know me from previous episodes, you know that there's a lot of shit that went down in this place, and I don't really want to be here. So when she moves out, I've got to figure out where I want to go, what I want to do. And one of the things that I really can't stand is um, contracts. So I have rented in my, like, I I worked in Germany for a while, so obviously I had to rent. And there's a so much. It's such a pain in the ass, guys. It's there's deposits and there's people are just mean to you because they know that it's a, it's a, it's a seller's market. So like, I mean, I was in Munich, so. If you, like, you would do anything to get a place, basically. There would be, like, apartment tours with, like, 20 people trying to view the same apartment to rent it, kind of thing. So it's it's really bullshit. It's a horrible rent- rental market. But um. It, it was such a pain in the ass that I do not want to rent. I'm obviously not going to buy because I'm quite a minimalist, f- number one. I don't like having stuff. I don't like being responsible. Number two, I don't feel like working the next... 50 years of my life paying a bank that doesn't sound very palatable to me so what, what's a man to do? well my idea is to hop around Airbnbs in a Lamborghini let me break that down there's something so ridiculous to me about buying a car instead of a home when you could easily use the price the, use the money you spend on a car to buy a home it's so mean like to give you context, the one I was looking at is um, the Hurkan, it's called the Hurkan, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's about 400, 500,000 US dollars and for context, that can, give, get, that, that can get you a pretty nice house here in Malaysia, right? Because of the currency and because um, whatever. It's a nice place to live and you can get a pretty damn nice condo for like that money. But instead, my dream is to spend that on a car and Airbnb hop. So maybe every three weeks or two weeks, I book a new place, live in a new part of town. I don't really need much. I just need a washing machine and maybe a stove so I can cook my shit. And I'll just pack all my shit in my car and drive to a new place and just live there for two weeks and then you know, drive to the next place in two weeks or three weeks. It really, this dream really shows who I am deep down. I'm made to be out there. I'm not meant to be trapped in a cage made of my own money. I I don't like the idea of owning a house or renting even I don't like this is so me living basically almost, almost living out of your car honestly if it weren't for the fact that a Lamborghini Huracan has like zero trunk space and like it's a two-seater car I would probably not mind living out of my car so like I don't know what kind of car has a lot of like a BMW or something, or like a Bentley, so it's like more comfortable. So you just recline the back seat at night, and you just well, I did not I guess then you have like problems with bathrooms and like how do you cook. So I guess it wouldn't really work, but there's something so romantic to me about living out of a car that costs the same as like a luxury condo, and yet hopping from Airbnb to Airbnb. It's like a. It's almost like a homeless esque lifestyle, but it's so ridiculous because you're driving around in a supercar, and it's so me. I'm not, I'm not really sure what's so attractive to me about this, apart from the fact that it's, it's so. I don't want to say the word humble, but it's so accurate in the sense that. I have everything I need and nothing really more. Sure, I don't need to drive down a Lamborghini. I could drive down like a Toyota, but, like, it fulfills your wildest dreams and yet it's nothing that you don't need i don't need a house i don't want a house i don't need much stuff i can fit all my belongings right now in the trunk of a car like i don't ha- i don't like having that much stuff so it's like a perfect fit for me i'm not really sure how it worked, with the different like first of all i don't know if you know but supercars they don't have much trunk space like for the huracan i was looking at it's literally like you pop open the bonnet because the engine is mounted in like the middle slash back So the, the trunk's in the front So you pop open the bonnet To access the trunk space You can barely fit like a like a mid-sized cooler in there It's a really small fucking trunk I don't think you're supposed to use it <laughs> You're just supposed to put like I don't know your shopping bags from Hermes or something in there I guess that'll fit But like other than that not much else So I don't have that few belongings that I could fit it inside that trunk So I'm not sure how that would work. Um, I probably have to put it in like the front seat, just like a bunch of backpacks and shit. Um, I'm not really sure how it works, but who cares? Honestly, if that dream comes true and you have a chance to take it, you take it. It doesn't matter. Like you figure it out. I mean, if you have to strap some shit to the roof of it with some duct tape, I'd do it. Just because like if anything that gets you to that dream, I'll take it. It works but what's the link to (laughs) what's the point of me giving this example well there's something that feels so right to me about that like of moving from place to place and doing my thing i'd probably still be a writer then my poetry would probably be a bigger source of my income because that's just what i'm moving more towards um there'd probably be other businesses involved like i have told you many times i'm planning to start a watch podcast there's a little bit of a media company dream that i'm coping up to trying to find the right heads to bang against so i've I've talked about it before but basically we would um go through luxury brands and put a microscope on like their products their philosophy and it's like a brand review instead of a product review so like we would get like eight different watches from rolex and talk to some people from the company and figure out okay let's review the brand who is this for what do they actually stand for what is their quality actually like who is best suited to buy a rolex that kind of thing but for like all kinds of luxury brands right so that's one idea there's a lot there's lots of other things who knows what i'd be doing then but there's there's so much like it's such a big part of the dream it's such a big i wouldn't say essential but it's it's a it's an essential part of that lifestyle, as ridiculous as it sounds but can't deny there's a link there and I was thinking about that this morning which is why I wanted to make this episode I really don't really know how the link works I guess it's, it might be a really individual thing, maybe a lot of creatives don't like to do this Maybe a lot of creatives like having a same place to go back to. I don't know. I don't really care for the research. But hey, at least this makes for like a bunch of good stories. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to Pink today. Sorry about the sporadicness of the episodes. It doesn't happen very often. But with quarantine and all this happening, there's a lot of shit that is unfortunately higher on the priority list. So I'm going to try to make this daily like it should be but sometimes it just doesn't work so i am sorry about that hope you're all staying safe healthy and i'll talk to you in the next one